everybody. Grab your Bible and a journal and a pencil and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and is safe. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, I'm Dot's daughter, and we sit down together every week and we talk through truth and scripture. And my mom gets asked a lot, how do you deepen your intimacy with God? And that is basically the question that we dive into and talk through in this episode. And a lot of that, actually, I'm not going to give a spoiler. So we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in the conversation. Hey, Kara. We have not had a conversation in a while. I know. I've missed you. Well, we have had a conversation, but we haven't had a conversation with all of our friends. I know. I, know. Um, I have missed doing this with you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have too. I have too. I will and say. I'm excited. Yeah, I will say that talk that we posted last week that you did at the breathe mm-hmm. retreat on yeah. hope, suffering and hope. That was one of my favorite talks that you've, oh. I think I said that in the intro, but um, I really love that one. So I'm glad that, I mean, I you guess love I, suffering. <laughs> I love suffering. I love suffering. Well, but one thing that you said that I just want to point out, mm-hmm. and I was not planning on pointing this out, but that really stuck with me is, you know, you reference and talk about Job in that episode and how Job is known as you know, the one who suffers, mm-hmm. you know, he's the suffering, you know, when you think of suffering in the Bible, you more than likely yeah. you're going to think of Job and how the Lord referred to Job as a righteous man. And why mm-hmm. do we not, why do we not see that? You mm-hmm. know, like we all, we keep our, the focus on the suffering, like that's what our eyes are on. Yeah. And the Lord is on, you know, his heart and the fact that he was a righteous man. And I just, I love that perspective shift of, it doesn't mean, I mean, he still suffered. It doesn't mm-hmm. make light of the suffering, but it's just... Even the most positive of us, we tend to look at the suffering or, you know, keep mm-hmm. our eyes on that. So I love that well, point know, that you said. I, uh, I'm i not sure, you know, I never really know exactly what I say, but I don't know for sure if I kind of said this, when, you know, in the teaching. But, you know, it was right before I started to teach on that, particularly hope Oh, yeah, hope I know what you're going to say. Yeah, but you didn't say this in the teaching, so yeah, you can mm-hmm. go ahead and yeah, and but right before I was going to go, you know, and get the mic on and get ready to teach, I was praying in my room, and I was praying, and I'm like, God, you said that Job is this righteous man, and then I would pray, you know, and then I'd say, I know that Job is considered the suffering man, and right when I was saying that, I was thinking about, you know, Job is suffering, you know, we always think and connect suffering with Job, which... He did suffer. But right when I was praying that, the thought came in my mind, yes, you think of him as a person who suffers, but I viewed him as a righteous person. And as I was on my knees, really, really that day, I mean, 10 minutes before I was going to go and get prepared to get to speak, I really did have the thought in my mind that one of the reasons that you know, sometimes it catches our eyes or we look to Job as how did he deal with the suffering is because that's what's most important to us mm-hmm. is how did Job respond to the suffering? What was going on? Why did Job suffer? 
instead of thinking about the fact that Job was a righteous man. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it was just one of those aha moments, even in my personal life, which was not on my notes, which was not something that I was going to bring out. And um, so... I do think that that's, you know, something that we have to think about, like what's more important to know how to get through suffering or to live a holy um, Mm -hmm. life and want God to really be, you know, say about ourselves Mm -hmm. that uh, we're righteous and holy. Yeah. 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 I I just, I love that point and wasn't just wanted to point that Mm -hmm. out. And I felt like, I don't know, I, I was just thinking about this. I was thinking about this yesterday, and I do think about this a lot, of how the last few weeks in particular have been really especially hard. And I, (laughs) this is so horrible to say out loud, but I, sometimes I fear that like God will make more like bad happen if Mm -hmm. I don't, like if I focus too much on the suffering, which I know that is Mm -hmm. not how the Lord operates. But, you know, like I get like sometimes I get this like moment of fear of like, no, but I'm really like, I have a great life. Like I'm not, you know, I don't like hate everything because I don't, I don't know. It's like this thing of like, oh, if you don't appreciate what you do have, then I'm gonna take it all away, which mm-hmm. I know is not how the Lord operates, but I, there's an element of it. It's probably like a healthy, there's a line of healthiness in that of it does like that fear does help me think about and focus on the good in my life. Cause I do have, mm-hmm. I mean, I have so much to be thankful for, like beyond, beyond, you know, mm-hmm. that doesn't diminish my suffering or my pain or whatever hardship mm-hmm. is going on. Right. But yeah, I don't ever, I don't want to yeah, lose sight. And also I want to point out that I obviously I'm sick. So I probably sound, mm-hmm. well, I'm getting over sick, being sick, mm-hmm. but I feel like I sound horrible anyway. No, you sound great. You know, <clears throat> I, um, Thinking a little bit of what you just said kind of is going to go along with what we're going to talk about today, our conversation, because, uh, you know, as we have said to people that have talked to us about, oh, I listen to your podcast, and as we've talked about I feel like the I podcast, always apologize when people tell me that. I, I need to so stop sorry. doing that. I'm like, oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. You listen so, to us. Yeah. Anyway. But I'm so thankful. I'm just kidding, but, yeah, but thank so you. Thankful. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. If you didn't listen to us, we for sure would not be here. <laughs> That's right. But I will say this, that... You know, a lot of people talk about that, and we say, well, you know, it's really organic because mm-hmm. we really don't know what we're going to talk about. But in reality, it, which is true, I always know what we're going to talk about. I may not know what you're going to say, and I may not know your questions, which I do not know. But often, you do not know what we're going to talk about. Right. And it's a very organic conversation. That's right. And mm-hmm. so, and, and I want it to be that way because— if I was going to go to the coffee would, shop and have yeah. uh, coffee with you, you wouldn't know what I was going to bring up. Well, and you and, and I don't do well with scripts. Let's just be honest. Well, that's true. Don't just in general. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things that I, you know, am praying about these coming weeks ahead, you know, knowing that we're going to record and we need to, you know, record several recordings mm-hmm. soon. I just was trying to really pray about it. And I don't know, I started thinking about a lot of, things that people say to me, and they ask a lot of questions like, how do you feel such an intimate relationship with Jesus? How do you uh, have this ongoing conversation with Jesus? Or I've said often that there are times in my life when I feel like if I don't go and talk to Jesus, I'm just going to die inside. I mean, and so I have a desire that God has put in me 
that really does long to be with him, long to talk to him as much as I enjoy our conversation and, or any you know, conversation that we might have with someone else, there is nothing like my conversation that I feel like I have every morning with the Lord and throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people ask me that. And I think that what I would like to talk about is what I believe that God has used in my life to grow my intimacy with Him. Because a lot of people, they see God as this big God up in the sky. They know that Jesus came. They know that Jesus came so that we'd have a personal relationship with the Father, so that He'd paved the way through the cross. But they don't see Him as someone that they can find a closeness with. They right, feel like personal. Yeah. Very personal. That's right. And so over the years, I think that without knowing it, I didn't do this because I knew it would grow my intimacy with him. But what I've found over the years when I've gone through some difficult things and, and just over the years of really um, focusing on the scriptures and stuff, God started uh, really to giving me a desire to know who God is, to know Him intimately. I don't think you can really love someone unless you know them intimately. I don't think you can trust anyone unless you know them intimately. And I do believe that it is God's desire for us to know Him intimately because that's one of the things He says from day one is, I want you to love me with all your heart. And so, so... So how did you get to know Him intimately? Well, I began to um, look at the name, at his names. I began to think about, well, who is God? And so I would get every kind of resource I could uh, that would have something that would tell me about the name of God. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, with Proverbs, Proverbs that I just read where it says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and is safe. And I remember a time in my life not feeling so safe and having a little bit of fear and not a lot of peace. And I remember when I I read that and I thought, the name of the Lord. And then, you know, I know that as I started studying Scripture that the names in biblical times meant something. Now now we kind of just name our kids and our children names that are cute or, or popular. But back then, every name you know, made a difference. And you so, mean like their name, like the meaning of their name was intentional? Like yes. it was like, it wasn't, it was like, um not really prophetic, but kind of, right? Is that right? Well, like, it's kind it of like it was prophetic. It was more toward their character. Like their name kind of I guess matched that's what their I character. Yeah. <clears throat> right. But what's interesting to me is like they didn't know their character because they were just born. You know what I mean? So that's what I guess I'm saying is like, it was almost like it was being spoken over them. Well, no, because right? I think, no, because like with Moses, when even Pharaoh's daughter named Moses as one that was come out of the water, you know, that's part oh. of his name as, you know, drew from yes. the water. So it was very, So it's not like common. character of like, you're going to be smart. Strong. <laughs> <He's gonna> be <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, matter of fact, you could name someone Bill Gates, but that doesn't mean they're going to be a Bill Gates. So they're going to, you know, you can right. name someone Michael Jordan, but it doesn't mean they're going to be athletic. Well, I, I always think we, about this with the, with that in the Old Testament with um, Jacob and Esau, mm-hmm. because 
obviously Jacob means the, it, I don't know exactly, but it's basically like the deceiver or something along those lines. It's basically like. Well, Jacob um, means the grabber of the heel. Oh, it was a deceit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then never mind. My point. My point is. Well, no, that's true because that's why they named him because he came out grabbing hold of the foot. Foot of Esau. Of Esau. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Because he, it was almost like he was, you know, trying to come out first anyway, mm-hmm. which was, I mean, that was very true of who he was mm-hmm. for the rest of his life. But anyway, yes. but I, I think of, um, that's one of the most powerful name changes in my personal opinion in the whole Bible. Well, apart from Saul and Paul, but I kind of do think that Jacob and Esau is one of the most powerful name changes in the whole Bible. I'm just going to go well, and say it right now. That's my did. opinion. This is not, don't that, like, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. um, don't put, I'm not a don't scholar. Don't write that down as, yeah. Yeah, but because of... I mean, like I said, Paul, he was definitely, you know, he had that road to Damascus and was a totally different person. And there's so many people in the Bible who were, you know, had these huge character and life-changing, you know, 180 Mm -hmm. moments. And, but with Jacob and Esau, with him being so deceptive and he was not a good man and then like he is Israel. Like we still call him the Israelites. Like it's still, I, I'm sure we talked, I talked about this last year when we were going through this part of the mm-hmm. Old Testament, but it's still like just blows my mind that the Lord chose Jacob to be Israel. Like one of the patriarchs. Such a huge, yeah. Like, because he, I mean, he is Israel. I mean, it's, you mm-hmm. know, like the it's a big deal. I mean, that's that's the whole Bible, you know, apart from, I mean, not you know, Jesus' no, whole, Bible, the whole Bible, but yeah. no, I just mean like that's it the people. It is definitely that's, the nation. Yeah, like yeah, it's, it's it the is. Jewish people. Um, mm-hmm. It's a huge honor. It's a huge, that's a huge yeah. honor and undertake, you know, like what he, what the Lord said, like, okay, you are my chosen. But and, it came, I, I just want to put it in, it came after Jacob wrestled with God. Yes. It, he didn't just... You know, all of a sudden, God says, "I'm going to change your name." There was, no, a, there was a something a big that happened, right. huge character change in his name. Yes, and uh, he went from a deceiver to when he wrestled with God that his right. name. He was a changed Israel man means, when he gave. Right, Israel means one who prevails, which means he prevailed. He, you know, wrestled with God, and he literally came out wrestling with God. And after that time, in Jacob's life with Israel, there's never a time that we read after that that he deceived anyone. He lived up to his back name. It was a different right. changed man. You know, Abraham, you know, means exalted father, but when Abraham, you know, trusted God, he God changed his name to a father of the multitude, which means he was a father of all nations. But you know what is interesting to me about Abraham's name change? And I see this every year when we read through Genesis. Mm-hmm. God changed Abram to Abraham. He changed his name after Ishmael. Mm-hmm. So, and that always is a comforting, it's comforting to me because it was even after that failure, that huge moment of um, lack of faith, you know, like of taking matters into his own hands and with Ishmael and everything, God still, not only did God keep his promise, he solidified it and he changed his name, you know, like his, Mm -hmm. because, you know, even though Abraham 
had that moment of lack of faith and taking matters into his own hands with Ishmael, he still like leaned into the Lord, you know, like he, he didn't, um, like he acknowledged what he did. He, after, you know, like when he didn't have faith and he turned and had faith, you know, like he, he like stayed right there with the Lord, you know, like he was. Right. Well, here's the point. Here's what yeah. you're, here's what you're saying. Kind of sum it up is that you don't have to be perfect mm-hmm. and you can wrestle with God and then God can turn around and change your life, change your name change your life. It's just like Peter who denied Christ. God changed his name to the rock. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Peter was, you know, didn't display any kind of strength or stability. He was going from one thing to another, but God would see more of Peter and would change his name to being the rock. And so back to what I want to say is that, yes, God looks way past our failures, our, our weakness, because He knows. He knows. He knows right. when we're going to fail Him. He knows how weak we are. But He looks at that, and He sees probably way more of what we can be and what God can do in our lives if, if we trust Him. But what I want to say is that it's one thing to know our name. It's one thing to know our weaknesses. It's one thing to know our strengths. But when you're going through a really hard time or you're going through a good time or if you're just wanting to have an intimate relationship with God, you've got to know His name. Uh, one thing and, I want to point out, though, that I think is really interesting that I just thought of now is all all of these people that we are talking about in the Bible who had these moments with the Lord and, mm-hmm. you know, Abraham. Life-changing moments. Well, and not, not really even life-changing, but these— hard, you know, like, yes, they were life-changing, but they were, you know, like Abraham Mm -hmm. with Ishmael, like that was a heartbreaking, difficult moment. Uh, Jacob wrestling the Lord, like that he was wrestling because of, you know, all this strife with, you know, Esau and he's about to face his brother and all this stuff. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, like there was these, there were these moments of tension, like suffering, hardship. And when the, when those people turned to the Lord in the middle of that, it was like that is when their intimacy went to a a depth that I think that they didn't ever re- return. You know what I mean? Like they didn't ever go back to where they were before. Because I think well, that that is, I feel like you're about to well, disagree with me. This, no, I'm not about oh. to disagree with you. But I, I, what I want to say is this. Difficult times, a struggling, whether you're wrestling with God, whether you've disobeyed God like Abraham and tried to be God and, uh, you know, decide that he would, you know, decide who was going to be the promised child. And God said, no, Ishmael's not. We know that Abraham wanted Ishmael to be the promised child that God had promised because in Genesis 16, 17, 18, Abraham says to God, oh, let Ishmael Yeah, be I mean, he loved Ishmael. God. I mean, and he said, no, yes, yeah. yes, all that. So all of these things are happening. They are circumstances in our lives. And yes, those circumstances and the things that are happening in our lives is a turning point of us to see who God is. Not only to see who we are, but our life is changed when we have an encounter with God. Mm-hmm. What I, and so I yeah, think like, that that's important. I think that's what I, I'm I'm pointing out the intimacy, the depth of intimacy that those people experienced with the Lord when they leaned into the Lord in those hard moments. 
you know, like whether it was after they had failed or after they had gone through a hardship or, you know, whatever it was. I mean, that's, I feel like that's like any relationship, you know, like if you dig into those hard moments with them, there comes an intimacy that wasn't there before. And I think, you know, all of those people, when I say dug into the Lord, what I mean by that is they called on his name, whatever, you know, and in whatever way that they did, and they trusted who he was. Who he is. Mm-hmm. Who he is. And I, <laughs> I, th- I think that that is true. And I think there comes a time we have to know ourselves, and we have to look at our circumstances and realize that if we're going through a time that we're struggling with God, if we're going through a time that we don't trust God, if we are going through a time that our past is catching up with our present of, you know, that's what, you know, Jacob was dealing. He was going to have to face Esau, who he had deceived, and he wrestled with God. But even those those things are opportunities for us to see who we really are, which is what really happened. Like these moments and these circumstances in our life has a way of revealing who we are. I think I said mm. this, you know, at the retreat. You know, it's not our circumstances. It's not what makes or breaks us. It's what reveals us. Mm-hmm. And so with that name change with the people that we're talking about, we have to realize who we are. And we have to approach God as who we are. But we've got to know who He is. Right. And so... What so to me that the names of God has helped me so much in getting my intimacy is because I know Him. Mm-hmm. I know Him by name and in different ways. There's um, God has a name that in Scripture that will meet any need we face. He'll call about. You talk about Abraham. Uh, you know when is he took true? Isaac. It is true when God told Abraham to. All for Isaac, he did, and God provided a lamb because he said he would. When you look at that, Abraham would build an altar, and he says, Jehovah, and he said, God will provide. Right. And so that's the name of God. Whenever you see Scripture, you will see often circumstances that happen, they will call upon the name of the, God, of the Lord, and Jehovah Jireh, not Nisi, Jehovah Jireh means the Lord would provide. And so that's the name of God. So when Abraham was trusting God to provide the lamb, and when God did, there came an intimacy with him because he knew him by name. What makes that so powerful to call him by name in that way? Intimacy. Okay, if you ask me, hey, do you, matter of fact, you just asked me if I knew somebody's name, who they, they were. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. a few minutes after. And I, I'm like, I don't remember. I may have met them. I might have watched them on TV. I might have heard about them. But someone that I know intimately, I'll know their name. Mm-hmm. And there's a, you know, I know a lot of people's names, but the fact that I may know their name doesn't necessarily mean I am have an intimate relationship with them. But when I say that God has a name to meet his needs, what that means is God wants to reveal to us who he is through his names. And all through scripture, 
we're going to see that uh, God will let us know who He is based on His name. It starts in the first thing uh, in Genesis one, when the name of the you know when uh, Genesis one it says in the beginning God. That word is Elohim, and that creator means that means yeah it means a creator it means all you know powerful one. And you talked about Job a few minutes ago, and you know. We don't know that God ever told Job about his conversation with Satan. Right. But with when God's, Job yeah. yeah. When Job asked, you know, was asking the questions, you know, about God, God said, you know, where were you? Where were you when I created the heavens and the earth? In other words, why would God want Job to realize he was the creator of the heavens and the earth? Because, because <laughs> he wants us to know that he's powerful, that he is, um, so you know, that there's nothing that he can't do. So what's the power? Okay, so yes, there. So there's the intimacy factor of the name, but what makes his name so powerful? Because of who he is. He so the is name all is not powerful, pow- right? You no. Know, he is all powerful because he's God, but if he wants to reveal himself to us, he reveals himself to us through his name. Right. When you introduce yourself to someone, you'll say, I'm Kara, and they may not get to know you, you know, intimately, but they'll know you at the beginning, they'll know your name versus right. someone that does not know your name. But God, who is warning us to know him, and, you know, it's what Jesus said. He said, I came down so that I can show you who the Father is. You know, when the disciples were saying, you know, show us the Father, he said, I've been with you all this time. And and so the whole purpose of uh, intimacy is for God to send his Son so that we can know who God is. And so God reveals himself through the name so that we can know him. How else are we going to know him? So it's like, you know, there's songs and things that say, you know, like there's power in the name of Jesus. And it's not that there's power in the name. It's just Jesus is powerful. And when you call upon the name of Jesus, he is powerful. (laughs) That's what I'm getting at. It's like for the listener who is like, okay, like it's the the power is not in the name. No. But it's, yeah, that's what I'm trying no. to get at, like explaining that of like, you know, because I know that that's true, that there is power in the name of Jesus, but it's not the name Jesus. It's who he is. That is the, is, that's why there, that's why there's power in the name of Jesus because of who Jesus is. I know what song you're talking about. What, you know, I'll speak Jesus over you and stuff. It's not that you're using this name as a magic wand over someone to give to bring power or freedom in a situation. The reason that you call upon the name of God or you call upon Jesus is because He's the one that's powerful. He's the one that knows everything. He's the one that's in control of everything. So when you say, I speak the name of Jesus over you, I don't know what they mean when they, you know, I don't know what was behind the the intent of the writer of that song, but I know this. I know that only Jesus has, and God has all power. So when I speak the name of Jesus, I hope what they're saying is, 
I'm asking Jesus to enter in to your life or into mm-hmm. your situation. And mm-hmm. the power is in him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, every demon that Jesus came across and, you know, had a conversation with in the Gospels, they were the first ones to call him the God of the Most High. So mm-hmm. they knew his name, mm-hmm. but they didn't know him intimately. They were against him and wanted to destroy God. So what I want to say is that what's, what is intimate to me is when I am in a situation or I just want to reflect on who God is, and I think about, I sit at the beach, and I look at the ocean, and I watch the waves, and it just stops at one particular place. I'm sitting there thinking, Elohim, the Creator, my God did that. God told and set the boundaries of the waves. You look at the mountains. This is one of the things you say all the time. I love going to the mountains. I do because love the mountains. You say, and I asked you that, and you said, it just shows me the majestic, the power yeah. of God. And so right. I think that when Job was suffering and going through a hard time, and as I you know, have said before, there's a mystery of that. We don't know why certain things happen, but we have to go back and we have to know that whatever reason, God is in control and yeah. He's powerful and He's loving. Well, and I think that the, there's this, I think that's like twofold because I think it's, I mean, not that there are steps because I don't think that there are steps in relationship mm-hmm. because relationships are, you know, fluid. Um, the same with the Lord, but I think it's like, you know, the first calling upon, you know, acknowledging who He is. But that's not enough because like you said, the demons know who He is and say His name. But, that difference is the demons don't have any reverence. They're not putting their heart, they're not putting their trust, they're not surrendering, you know, they're not saying, okay, you are my creator, so I am resting in the fact that you can create a new situation for me, that you, if you, you know, created the heavens and the earth, then you, you know, can do anything, or I am going to trust, you know, that, you provide and it's like mm-hmm. resting in that in your heart and in your soul and your mind you know what I mean like that's what and not saying it's not enough but I'm just saying like you can say all day long like I'm you know trusting God trusting God but everything you're you're not you know you're but if you don't know him how can you trust him if you don't know him it's, an, it's impossible now you may trust him as your savior and you can feel forgiven but if you are not if you're walking with God and you are following Jesus, you're going to have to know whose hand you're holding But there has to, to be, uh, because like the demons know who he is. He, they know, yes, they know that he's God, but they've not put their trust that's in their what hope. I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah, saying. They're not decided to follow him. We're they're saying the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like there's a, you, yes, there is power and it is important to, you know, know his name, to call upon his name, to, you know, all of that. His name is a strong tower. But it's like there's that other side of that where it's like there's that trust. There is that, okay, like you are the creator. I'm going to rest in that. I'm going to trust that. I'm going to surrender to that. Mm-hmm. That the That's that's what I'm saying. I th- we're saying the same thing. Yeah. We're starting and a fight think- on here, which is, you know, everyone's. Welcome to the rawness. But I think that that's the difference, you know, in that Proverbs verse you read. It's like the name of the Lord is a strong tower. 
And it's like the, and I feel like Satan would agree with that. He'd be like, yeah, the mm-hmm. name of the Lord is a strong tower, but they are not going to run into it. You know, that mm-hmm. is where the enemy, you know, is rejecting it, rebelling against it. You know, he wants nothing to do with it. And that's where the righteous man runs into his name. It's like, okay, you yes. are, you are my savior. And so I'm going to run into that. I'm going to rest in that. I'm going to surrender to that. You know, that's the. And I think that one of the reasons that God wanted to remind us from the very beginning, I am Elohim, I am the creator. And I think when we want to be in control of our lives and we want we to. All do. Yeah. And when we want to change our circumstances, when we want to do everything that we can to feel like we've can control our circumstances or control our own lives. And when life falls apart, we all panic. But I think when I say I have an intimacy with the Lord, when I begin to know His name, I begin to realize that He's the one that's all-powerful. So it's not like I just call upon the name just as a magic name or magic form. What I'm doing is I'm focusing and I'm trusting and I'm believing, God, you are in control. Now, it, you know, mm-hmm. it may not appear that you are. Right. It's almost like you're reminding I know, yourself. Yes. But I yeah. know, I'm, I'm reten- well, I'm telling myself truth. Right. And that, it's like, okay, you know, yeah, God, you, yeah, you are you're all powerful. And so it takes my focus off myself. It reminds me I'm not in control. And it puts my focus in my heart bent toward Him. And I began to know him like that. Mm-hmm. I began to to see him as I don't have to control everything. Mm-hmm. I have a God who is in control, right. and so and is powerful, yeah. and that grows my intimacy with him. Not just calling out the name, not just you know when it says you run into it, it means you become a oneness with it. It's right. like you know in Psalms ninety one one where it says you know that you know uh, he's a we run to him. He's a, a strong tower. He's, he's, you know, uh, he puts his arms around us. He's, you know, the our shelter, our refuge, and you know that's he is not his name, but he's telling us who he is, introducing us to who he is by expressing and showing us who he is. Well, and his I think name. that, and I think that causes intimacy because he always shows up when we. Mm-hmm do that you know like he he proves himself i mean he doesn't have to prove i don't mean like he proves himself like he has to prove himself you know i mean like he stays true to who he is he's he shows himself as true to who he is Mm -hmm. you know like he is he does keep us safe you know he does provide he always comes through and i know there's probably people feeling like he doesn't always come through but i think i mean he always comes through and and whatever he sees best, but he always he's true to who he is, and I think that's what causes the intimacy because it's like oh, like I I leaned into you or I trusted you to you know hold me through this situation and then to comfort me, and you did, mm-hmm. and, I, and think, I think that he I think that he wants us to know who he is because he never changes. Is what you're saying? He's very faithful to who he is. When we live in a world that's changes and everybody changes and what we are who we think someone is he's not um, or they are not or she's not you know we, we live in a world right now where 
things are changing by the minute. Well, and I think, and I he, think that God wants us to know who he is. He, he's he's going to always be that. Well, and I think it pleases him when we do, because one, it's that's faith. Mm-hmm. And we cannot please him without faith. And I think because it's, I'm choosing to believe that you you are who you say you are, even though it does, it may seem like you're not, but I'm going to choose to believe you or I'm going to choose to lean in in this hard moment. And because I'm like thinking of, I don't want to like place human emotions on the Lord, but like if someone, you know, chooses to believe me in spite of something, you know, and be like, okay, no, like I know, you know, like this is who you are, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever, like I'm like, they, like that is so it means so much, you know, like it, mm-hmm. um, I feel like loved. I feel, I don't know, like I you just, I don't even yeah. know how to explain it. It's like, it warms your heart, <laughs> but yeah, it's it like, pleases you. No matter, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's someone choosing you in spite of like, no, like I know this is who, I know this is who you are. Even though you may not be acting like who you are. Or even you know, though it seems yeah. like, yeah, something contrary, but I'm like, no, this is, so anyway, I, I think that's, you know, part of it too, where I think that God honors and blesses those moments when we like choose to believe, you know, his name and who he is, especially in the moments where it seems like, you know, like Job, where it was like, this doesn't seem, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> but Yeah, and you know, and his friends tried to, you know, speak and talk about who God is. And God, you know, doesn't want us to describe who he is. I think God wants to describe who he is. I think sometimes when we try to explain God, I think we can only explain God based on our limited knowledge and understanding of who God is. And I think God is wanting to show you who he is, wants to show me who he is, because I don't think we are capable of really understanding the scope and how powerful it is. Plus, I don't think God wants us to uh, identify who he is. I think he wants to do that. Well, the thing with Job's friends is his friends try to explain why God was allowing things. And that's where it's like real dangerous territory because it's like, you don't know why God is doing things. You know, like that was a lot of why. And they did speak negative, like they didn't speak well or right of the Lord, but they also, they tried to. Actually, they, actually, as I said the other day, they actually quoted scripture and based on the actions that they had ever seen God do in the Old Testament, that if you were suffering, it was you were suffering because you had disobeyed God. So basically what Job's friends were saying was not wrong. They had just put themselves in the place of God to tell Job why God was doing what he's doing. And that was it was their pride that they could speak for God. And that's what I'm saying. I think that God has given us his name. He has shown us who he is. And he's not allowing us to make him in our own image or how we see or view God. And I think that one of the things that we really uh, struggle with an intimacy with the Lord is when we don't really understand and really truly understand the heart of God and who he is. And I think that when we began to to struggle trying to, you know, be in control and trying to control our lives and trying to make our lives fit as if we were still in if we were in heaven and we're not. I think that God is saying, while you're going through this, you may or while you're trying to control things and it's not working well, or no matter what you're going through, if you're afraid of what is going to happen, 
I, I just want you to focus on me. I just stop thinking about your circumstances. Stop thinking about what I'm not doing in your opinion or what I could do in your opinion. And just look, just go look in the sky. Go look at the stars. One of, yeah, I think too, like let God, like God wants to show us who he is. And yeah. it's like, and that's it's all, that. yeah, it's like he will, he'll do that. You don't have to, you don't really have to try that hard, you know. Like you don't he, have to imagine that. You just go yeah. outside and look. And, you know, it says, uh, you know, the heavens declare his glory, his presence and his, and the beauty of him. And I think that, you know, basically, and, and we're going to talk more next week, but right now it's just at the very, very beginning of life. God was wanting us to to know probably because God knows everything that we were going to come to a circ- circumstance in our life or a situation in our life that we were needing to know that there's someone bigger, more in control than what we are and what we're capable of doing. And I think God is just saying, just go and look at the stars. Go and look in the space. You know, you always talk about the space. You just so is so massive. And just just know I'm God and I created that. And I've got everything under control. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.